This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's a morning bulletin here on the Blood Red channel as we bring you your must-know stories from this morning's reports. I'm Guy Clark and on Wednesday the 2nd of September, these are your top stories. Liverpool's new CEO maps out immediate priority and support for Klopp and Edwards. The Reds' baby-faced Van Dijk signs a new contract. Bayern Munich eyeing up Thiago Alcantara replacement as the race hots up. And is Jeannie Wijnaldum creeping closer to an Anfield exit? We're getting into all of those and much more besides here on the Morning Bulletin. And joining me to do exactly that is our Blood Red writer, Matt Addison. Matt, how are we? Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. It's uh, another early morning, but ready to uh, attack the day. Yesterday, of course, Matt, we... uh, we spoke about plenty of transfers. We've got plenty more coming up. But it was also the first day at the helm as CEO for Billy Hogan at Liverpool, replacing, of course, the outgoing Peter Moore. And speaking on his first day in the job with the club's official website, Billy Hogan set out his agenda and what he's hoping to achieve. Yeah, he certainly has, of course. Billy Hogan promoted or, or certainly moved up into the position of CEO from Chief Commercial Officer. Obviously had a huge amount of success in that position, but has now changed roles. And yeah, he's basically outlined the fact that his first major job for the sort of new role that he has is to get fans back into the stadiums. Liverpool, of course, lose around £3 million per game uh, whenever there's no fans there or not lose it, but don't gain it, if you like. And that's sort of the, the number one priority for, for the club at this moment in time. Obviously, supporters are huge for the business. They're huge on the pitch as well. I think we've seen uh, the impact, obviously. I know fans inside Anfield and, and that sort of thing. It's it's going to impact Liverpool more than, than most other teams, I would suggest, but certainly financially as well. We're seeing it with Manchester United. We're seeing it with you know clubs like Tottenham now who've got obviously a, a bigger stadium than, than what they used to have. You know, that sort of thing is still important. Obviously, TV money and that sort of thing is the vast majority of, of the revenue in, in terms of match days. But, you know, the, the £3 million per year figure that we keep coming back to is is not insignificant when you add it up over, you know, however many matches there are at Anfield each season, what, 25, something like that. So it's a, a significant amount of money. Um, it's going to have a, a huge knock-on effect, obviously, in the transfer market and that sort of thing. And that is essentially what Billy Hogan is saying, that you know, the, the, the quicker we get fans back, the quicker we get back to normal, the quicker the transfer market will do the same and, and Liverpool can act with a little bit more certainty, I think, which is important in the transfer market. So, yeah, Billy Hogan's message really is, you know, they are trying everything to get fans back in. That is their number one priority. The only thing I would say to that, of course, is I'm not quite sure how much influence Liverpool will have over that. Obviously, they have to put the protocols in place, but ultimately the decision will be taken out of their hands. Obviously, we discussed yesterday the fact that you know we're, we're hoping that fans will start to come back in from October, um, but even then, you know, the, there's a long way to go before that. I mean, it's not too long ago that we were talking about the Community Shield possibly having you know 10% capacity or, or whatever it might have been, but you know, that quickly became apparent that that wasn't the case. So let's see what happens. Um, Hopefully fans do get back because, you know, as Billy Hogan says, it it would be hugely important for Liverpool to to start getting that money back again. But 
you know, even if fans do come back, it, it's going to be gradual. That three million pound figure that they want to to recoup is is not going to be, you know, immediately restored. It's going to be a case of a bit by bit fans will return. But yeah, at some point we will get back to normal, and I'm sure the club and, and everyone involved can't wait for that to be the case. Yeah, and as you say, fans coming back would be ideal. Although I think if you do want to see activity in the transfer window, and as you said, there could be that trickle-on effect of once Anfield is back to capacity and Liverpool are operating as they were prior to the whole lockdown, then we might see Liverpool with a bit more money in their transfer budget. We will be getting onto transfers in a bit, but some more news now regarding Liverpool's centre-backs, and this time the baby-faced Virgil van Dijk, Reese williams He spent last season on loan with Kidderminster Harriers in the National League North, and now, Matt, he's agreed a contract extension, as Kiva O'Neill's detailed on the echo. Yeah, he signed his first professional contract at Liverpool last year. Now, this is uh, an extension, obviously, as you say, was out on loan last season at Kidderminster, played 26 times for them. Yeah, and Russell Penn, the manager, uh, has suggested he looks a little bit like Virgil van Dijk when he's on the pitch, which is uh, obviously big praise indeed for the 19-year-old. He potentially could go out on loan, I think, again next season. Um, I, I, to be honest, I doubt his long-term future at Liverpool just because you know there's so many other good young centre-backs coming through, but I'm sure he will have uh, a future in the game and, and certainly... You know, whatever level that is, I'm sure he'll go on to, to have a really good career. But we will see sort of what happens with that. I think the, the new deal, as much as anything, will just guarantee that if Liverpool are in need of an under-23 centre-back, there will you know, be, obviously, Reese Williams available to them. And you know, I'm sure we'll go into to more detail on this in our academy show over the weekend. But I think there's you know, just so many options, really, for, for Liverpool to pick from going uh, forward in terms of you know, teenage defenders and that sort of thing, it is an area where they have a huge amount of depth. So it's it's almost not the area that, that you want to be if you're that sort of agent and coming through the system. You'd probably like to, to play in a different position just because there'd be a little bit less competition. But yeah, I think obviously he's a, a decent player, Reese Williams. Um, lots of, ahead of him to, to play in the game, but there's equally uh, a lot of players ahead of him in the pecking order as well at Liverpool. So it be interesting to, to see what happens with him this season. Uh, I suspect, as I say, he may well want to go out on loan uh, just because he'll have experienced playing you know, pretty much week in, week out last season. Probably uh, he will quite like to, to go out and do that again. So we'll see what happens. Still, obviously, a few weeks left of, of the transfer window. Loan deals can take place. After that October the 5th uh, deadline as well for at least another two, possibly three weeks. So, yeah, plenty of, of time to make that decision. And I suppose Liverpool still really lacking that um, fourth senior defender. Um, but whether Reese Williams or, or one of the, the other academy defenders, Billy Cometio, for example, whether they're ready, I'm not quite sure that that's the case at this moment in time. So, sort of come a little bit too early for, for any of them to step up. But at the same time, in two or three years' time, I think Liverpool are going to have a real sort of high-quality group of, of options to pick from. So, yeah, plenty of, of competition. And he is he is certainly one to keep an eye on. Uh, but I do think there's probably Vandenberg, Keanu Hoover and, and Billy Cometio just ahead of him in that pecking order at this moment in time. Yeah, as you say, there is competition for places. Billy Cometio, Sepp Vandenberg, Kiana Hoover. The Reds aren't short for 
defensive options, certainly at centre-back in the academy, but as you say, probably highlights the calls maybe for a veteran fourth-choice centre-half to, to come in and maybe even teach them the ropes as those guys begin to make that step up towards the senior squad over the next year or so. But we'll have to, to keep an eye on all of those. Next, though, here on the Morning Bulletin, we'll get into the morning's transfer talk as the race for Thiago Alcantara seems to be hotting up. Will the Reds step up from their watching brief? Plus, having so memorably sunk Barcelona to their knees at Anfield, is Jeannie Vinaldum set to swap Merseyside for Catalonia? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Thiago Alcantara then, Matt, again. We've uh, got two strands on this one this morning. And before we get to the man himself, the Mirror are reporting this morning that Bayern Munich are already sounding out a replacement. Yeah, Marcelo Brozovic, obviously a player that has actually been linked with Liverpool uh, a fair few times over the last few years. And he's a couple of years younger to Thiago. He's only 27. Inter, his current club, are apparently open to selling him, mainly so that they get a fee. He's got two years left on his contract. And you know, we've seen, obviously, with Thiago, we've seen it with Genie Wijnaldum. Once players get into that final season, uh, it can be very difficult to, to sort of start renegotiating. So... It's a similar sort of situation to Thiago, um, obviously a very good player, Marcelo Brozovic, similar sort of position and, and sort of characteristics in, in the way that they play. Um, and as I say, it's a similar contract situation as well. So it would be probably an easy enough one for them to get over the line. So certainly, you know, one obviously for, for Bayern Munich fans to, to keep an eye on. Um, they're going to have to sign a few different players, I think, this summer, obviously. Thiago, if he ends up leaving... Uh, Felipe Coutinho is no longer on loan there. They're not going to get him on a permanent deal, but you know, he did play a fair few times and, and came off the bench, certainly in important moments last season. And Ivan Perisic as well, they may well sign him permanently, but he was only on loan last season. So plenty for, for Bayern to do um, in terms of Liverpool's pursuit or supposed pursuit of, of Thiago Alcantara. I'm not sure that the Brozovic thing makes too much of a difference because... I think we've known for some time now that Thiago is likely to leave. It's just a case of, of where that destination might be. Yeah, it certainly is. But to the man himself then, and as we have to say, as we have all along, the Echo understands that Thiago Alcantara is not an active target for Liverpool in this transfer window as things stand. But Matt, of course, we do know that Jurgen Klopp is an admirer. So with the Mirror also reporting this morning that another club and maybe the identity of them will get Liverpool spooked, will that now change their stance or is this just silly games being played to try and tempt Michael Edwards and Jurgen Klopp maybe into to making a move? It's a, a difficult one to call, isn't it? I think the immediate response is, you know, that Manchester United being that club, their name is sort of dragged into a lot of transfer deals to try and get people to, to pay a little bit more money or to, to speed up that process. So there is a possibility that that is the case. There is, of course, the possibility that Thiago Alcantara is an exceptional player. He's a player that I'm pretty sure they tried to sign when David Moyes was in charge. So they're obviously aware and, and keen on his abilities. But... It's one of those where, you know, Bild now suggesting in, in Germany that United have entered the race, if you like. Um, but how many midfielders do they actually need? I mean, they're just going to sign Danny van der Beek. We discussed that yesterday. They've already got Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, plenty of others in there. Do they need another player uh, to be brought in? Perhaps not. I'm not too sure. But 
I suppose my guess at this stage would be that it's another way of, of driving up that price tag, making sure the valuation is as high as possible, obviously, under a year left on Tiago Alcantara's contract at Bayern Munich now. So I suppose they are probably in a position where they just want to squeeze as much money out of him, transfer fee, as possible. A few weeks ago, of course, Thiago wasn't really getting into their first 11. Uh, they tended to, to play Joshua Kimmich in, in midfield and then uh, Benjamin Pavard at right back. Obviously, that changed in the latter stages of the Champions League. They sort of made him a, a more integral part. Um, but alongside that, the sort of hype has been, you know, rammed up and it, it all seems to point towards uh, an increase in valuation for me. I think all of the, the sort of newspaper reports and things like that are, are making him sound as, as good a player as possible to, to get Liverpool or some other team to, to come up with the money. And obviously, Thiago is an exceptional midfielder, but uh, I still think, and I've said this all along, €30 million Euros for a player that you can agree to sign on a free transfer next summer from January. It just doesn't make financial sense. And on uh, today's View from the Cop article on our uh, website, um, you know, the, the contributor this week sort of put forward the suggestion that actually, if, if you think of it like this, it makes even less sense. If, if they're saying, you know, with effectively one season left on his deal, he's worth 30 million euros. Well, if Liverpool were to sign him, say, to a, a four or five year deal, that's essentially valuing the player at up to 150 million euros, which at the age of 29, that just simply isn't the case. So it's an interesting one. Um, I don't think anybody will pay the 30 million euros. I think somebody will pay for Thiago this summer. I think he will go somewhere. It's just a case of, of what that valuation might be to get the deal done. But look, I, I'm sure Liverpool are admirers. We know that Jurgen Klopp is a big fan of the player at the moment, though, as we say. It's not an active deal that will take place, so... Something would have to change for for, for Liverpool stands to uh, to be altered. Yeah, either way, plenty of Liverpool fans do seem to have really caught on with these links with Thiago. So uh, we will, though, across the Echo and Blood Red, of course, continue to track this one. And the moment anything changes, of course, you will know. Before we get into our final story, though, Matt, yesterday we spoke about Donny van der Beek, as you mentioned there, and closing in on that move to Manchester United. Then now this interest in Thiago. So there may be one club looking to get active, but a lot of reports around today also suggest Suggesting across Stanley Park, Everton looks set to announce the signing of James Rodriguez from Real Madrid. Yeah, it would be uh, an incredible signing, really, to, to bring in someone like that. And obviously, Carlo Ancelotti has worked with him plenty of times before. I'm pretty sure he tried to take him to Napoli unsuccessfully. But yeah, I think it would be uh, an incredible signing. Big wages, um, but he is a, a big player, and I think he could possibly thrive as well where he is the kind of the main man. I think he's sort of strolled a little bit at Real Madrid with you know, plenty of other superstars. But, you know, at Everton, it's going to be a case of, of giving him the ball at every opportunity. So it'd be a really interesting one to see if, if that could get done. I'm, I'm really intrigued. And, you know, Everton looking at, at doing a fair bit of business this summer. I think it's fair to say one or two others on their radar as well. And, yeah, a completely revamped midfield it seems like Alan and, and Abdoulaye Decore could be on the way as well so certainly something to, to keep an eye on but yeah it certainly seems like uh, the blue side of Merseyside might be uh, throwing a, a bit of money about even if the red side aren't. Yeah and of course Liverpool I think it's fifth game of the season isn't it that visit to uh, Goodison Park so we'll be keeping a few eyes on that one. Finally then and staying with 
midfield transfers and a deal that a few have suggested could be part of a wider strategy for Liverpool and possibly linked to that Thiago Alcantara deal is the future of Gini Wijnaldum. This morning, reports in Spain, as documented by the Daily Star, are suggesting that he might not be up for waiting out the last season of his contract at Liverpool, Matt, and he might be off before then. Yeah, it's, uh, again, an interesting situation, isn't it? We know that in the past, someone like Emre Chan has sort of wound down his contract and ended up moving on. Uh, but it is important to say as well that Jurgen Klopp had absolutely no fears over playing Emre Chan in that period. He played him right the way through to his contract uh, expiring. So if Gini Wijnaldum was to stay, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp would do the same. He would still be used. There wouldn't be uh, a case of, of leaving him out or anything like that. So... It's one of those to, to keep an eye on. Obviously, it's a big point of discussion. Uh, and as you say, reports in Spain suggesting that personal terms have been agreed now on a, a three-year deal to take him to Barcelona. 13 to, to 18 million or 15 million euros to, 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 went, uh, to 20, 21 million euros, something like that is the reported fee. Um, and I suppose, again, you can look at that in two ways. On the one hand, it's... Uh, almost an easy way of, of putting two and two together, really, obviously. The, the Ronald Koeman link with Barcelona, the, the Netherlands national team link. But then also, you could say, is the, the no smoke without fire. We've seen you know so much uh, speculation surrounding Gini Wijnaldum. Uh, it is a deal that makes sense. That doesn't necessarily almost always mean that it will take place, but it does make sense on the face of it. So, look, it, it's one of those, I think, the price tag would be surprisingly low if it was only you know as little as 13 million pounds that would be a very small fee and I suppose the only way that I would want it to happen or, or accept it happening really is if Thiago was was brought in for the same fee that the Barcelona paid for Wijnaldum so I'm yet to be convinced that that, that will happen this summer we're just going to have to see what happens I think obviously we've said uh, Thiago is not an active target but I think you know one of the things that, that might change that stance is if Barcelona are really serious about Gini Wijnaldum, potentially, of course, it makes sense to bring in a replacement. Not a like-for-like -like replacement. Obviously, very different players. They perform very, very different roles. But I think it would be certainly something to, to watch out for. Um, having said that, if you were to ask me right now, what do you think might happen? I would suggest probably that Gini Wijnaldum will still be at Liverpool next season. I think as it stands, that will be the case. And I would expect him probably to leave on a free transfer next summer. Well, we will have to see how that one does unfold. Our final point today before we go is being that today marks what would have been the great Bill Shankly's 107th birthday. The man who transformed the club from a second division outfit into a domestic titan, laying the groundwork for what was to come through the 70s and 80s. During his time at the helm, the Reds won three first division titles, two FA Cups, including their first one for the club in the historic competition, beating Leeds United 2-1 in 1965 and Shanks also delivered one UEFA Cup in 1973 the year before he retired in 74 after that third and final league title well remember keep an eye out on the Echo throughout the course of the day also you will find the daily transfer blog there which will round up all the big Liverpool transfer news in one place for you and there's also the twice daily newsletter you can find the link in the description of this podcast all you need to do is enter your email address 
and our top LFC stories will find their way directly to you. Analyzing Anfield will be with you this afternoon, both across Blood Red's podcast platforms, wherever it is you get your audio on demand, as well as our dedicated Blood Red YouTube channel. But from Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, thanks for joining us here on the Morning Bulletin. That's all for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.